listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because today I'm joined by Jenna Rodriguez, who is the founder and CCO of The Curist. We are so excited to have you here, girl. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. Of course, we're so happy to have you, girl. I know you're up to some pretty amazing things. We're so excited to pick your brain. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Why don't you tell us about yourself and how you got started um, with The Curist? Sure. Um, so my name is Jenna and I got started with the Curist um, a few years ago when I began freelancing, um, you know, after having been working in the startup and agency world, um, you know, I got to a point where I just really needed a break from that and kind of take a step back and figure out what the next step was um, in my career journey. So I started freelancing, doing the same type of um, brand building work that I had been doing for direct-to-consumer brands. Um, And in that time, I came up with the idea for The Curist. Uh, Me and my husband had been watching a lot of Shark Tank. um, And we just had an idea one day of, you know, what if we had a bath bomb that was like a prescription that you would take? Um, And it kind of grew from there. Um, so the Curist is um, a self-care brand. We create effective products that nurture millennial and Gen Z's self-care routines. That is so amazing, girl. Okay, first of all, I have to say the Shark Tank is like one of my favorite shows. And it's so amazing for like inspiration. But tell me more about this concept behind like, you know, like the prescription concept. Like I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. So well, at first, um the And the reason why I started with bath bombs is because I found a lack of high quality, effective and stain free vegan bath bombs in the market. Um, So what I ended up doing was um, designing and manufacturing my own. And so they contain effective ingredients like Epsom salt to soothe achy muscles and olive oil, which is an antioxidant anti-inflammatory that moisturizes the skin. Um, so that was something that I saw an opportunity for in the market. And after doing much market research and seeing, you know, where the bath bomb market was going, it seemed like a no brainer, um, to, for this to be the leading product, um, to start with. And the idea behind the prescription, um, you know, was just something to kind of bring some levity into the product and, um, you know, really have something that someone could look at and be like, oh my God, that's so me, or that's my friend, or like my mom really needs this, you know, like kind of bringing in some of that humor um, that I felt was missing from brands that are currently in the market and to really, you know, relate to our customer. I love that so much. And I got to say, like, I am such a bath freak. I love bath bombs. I love bubble baths. (laughs) Like they are totally my jam. And I feel like there has been like this almost like self-care stigma lately that goes around. That's like, oh, you know, 
self-care is not having a bath. And I'm like the opposite. I'm like, honestly, like me sitting by myself in a bathtub with a (laughs) candle lit with a bath bomb and all the good things. It's a total mood. And it honestly really does help you just like take that time for yourself. I know our audience is like all really ambitious female entrepreneurs. So I want to ask you, why do you think self-care is so important, especially when you are a busy social babe? Yeah. I mean, self-care comes in many forms, right? It's not just product related. And I I totally get that. But, um, you know, I'm also very much invested in products that help me um, create that self-care routine. And it's super important to kind of keep yourself balanced. Like I, you know, several years ago really went through a really hard time where I was working 60 hours a week. I was commuting to Boston every day and that was taking up about 15 hours of my week. Um, So I really didn't have time for myself. I mean, everything took a toll on me physically. It took a toll on me mentally. It took a toll on my friendships, my relationships, everything. You know, I ended up actually being hospitalized twice during that time. And I just realized, you know what, like I need to step back from this. Um, I need to figure out what it is that I need to do with my life, not in the kind of big, you know, for not in this like major, like I need a life change, but like, let's take a step back. Like, you know, changing the way that I felt about how much my time is worth and how, how important your health is and how am I going to move forward if I can't make time for myself? Like it just, it, it was an experience that actually you know, I came out on the other side of it having um, just a really different um, thinking about how important self-care is. And it's things like getting the right amount of sleep every night, which is different for everyone. It's things like taking breaks during the day. Don't, um, you know, not taking on more than you can handle, Um, making sure that you're not feeling stressed out all the time. Like, you know, these are things that I was just like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I, I want to get sleep. I want to feel well rested. I want to, you know, go into the day, like having the energy and, and feeling excited about what I'm doing. Um, And so just really taking the time to kind of reevaluate what was important for me, um, things I need to leave behind and things I need to move forward with and change. And it's also things like um, taking vitamins. Um, You know, I went to my doctor and I explained, you know, that I had this feeling of, you know, this anxiety that was just like always building up and I just couldn't um, control that. And, you know, I got prescribed some anxiety meds and that was something that, you know, I have, I've, felt my entire life, but not until that point that I, you know, was like, you know what, I I should probably talk to my doctor about this. Um, So yeah, self-care is more than just like taking a bath, but things like taking a bath will give you the time to also sit and think about, you know, things that you don't have time to do when you're like running around. Um, So yeah, that's why it's really important to me. It's just a way of you know, framing yourself and your state of mind so that you can move through this life in a way that feels good and, and being happy, right? At the end of the day, everyone just like wants to be happy. And if you're working, you know, overworked, burnt out, you don't have time to sleep, you don't have time to eat, like things like that are going to take a toll on you. And um, yeah, at some, at some point or another, you're just going to have to kind of weigh what those, what the, 
pros and cons are for you and and what you need to do to kind of move forward and take care of yourself. I love that, Jenna. I'm going to like literally kick this cat out and I'm going to respond and pick up right from there. Hold on. (laughs) He's like meowing in the background. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Okay. I apologize. I totally agree with that. And I honestly feel like that's one thing when you are super ambitious um, or just anybody, I think really like we forget to take time for ourselves. And when we don't, what ends up happening is exactly that. Like we get feelings like anxiety and we start to deal with things like overwhelm, like I am constantly on the go. And this is something that I've been wanting to share. But like last week, for example, you know, when you overdo so much and, you know, that 30 minute, just like taking time for yourself can really make a difference. And when you skip that, even in one day, like I had a mental breakdown last week and I was so mentally exhausted from not taking time for myself that even the thought of like, putting the toppings inside of a pita that my boyfriend Jake Mm -hmm. had made for dinner. I was like, oh my gosh, so exhausted. Couldn't even like find the energy to do that. So it's almost one of those things. I feel like you don't realize how important self-care is. And when you don't take that time, it actually affects you in so many other ways. And it doesn't allow you to show up the way that you need to. It affects the way that you have relationships with other people. Even like, it's just like a whole domino effect. It really is. Um, and so that was part of the inspiration to, to create this brand. Um, I really wanted to create a product that my customers could relate to and help them create a routine around the products. I love that. That's amazing. I feel like I have to ask this, but what is your favorite way to practice self-care? Yes. Um, so I take quite a few breaks during the day. And what I mean by that, it's not like half hours here and there. It's like five, 10 minute breaks, just when I'm kind of feeling like, oh, like this is a lot. Let me take a step back. Let me go outside on my deck. Like I I have a pretty big backyard. It's all woods and it's like conservation land. So I can just like step out on my deck, take some deep breaths, pet my dogs, you know? And so whenever I kind of feel like that buildup, I just, you know, walk away and then return to it with just kind of like, all right, take this one step at a time. Um, I love stretching, constantly using a foam roller because I'm finding too, like, um, you know, the way if I'm like working on the couch or even working at my desk, like my shoulders start to tense up or like, you know, my back gets like pretty tense. So I love to stretch out. Um, I can't say this enough, taking meds and vitamins every day. That has been a huge thing for me and has kept me um, feeling really balanced and really great. Um, and getting my eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. I am for some reason, ever since I was a kid, have required more sleep than the average person. My ideal night of sleep is 10 hours, uh, which can be definitely challenging when, um, you know, I still work full time and I'm running my business nights and weekends. So um, I I do block off time so that, you know, if I need a nap at five o'clock, you know, when my work day is over, I take that nap, like I'll take a half hour nap or I'll take an hour nap and then wake up feeling great and then work for a few hours and then still get my eight to 10 hours of sleep. Um, So those are the things that I do every day religiously. It keeps me on track. It keeps me from feeling burnt out. Um, Yeah, that's, that's how I practice self-care. 
I love those. Those are all so good. And I feel like as you were explaining it, I was like, oh my gosh, that all sounds so good right now. <laughs> it's like one of those things, you know, I feel like self-care is a hundred percent such a personal thing. And, um, I feel like a lot of the times too, we can get caught up in this feeling like of what we think self-care should be versus what works best for us. So I love that because it's such an individual thing. And I think it's about finding what works for you, right? Exactly. hundred percent. So with that being said, I want to talk a little bit more about the curious and coming from such a branding background yourself, like, did that help you when you were actually creating your brand? In the, in the biggest way, because, you know, I have come from a background where I'm working directly alongside founders of D2C brands. Um, and for those that don't know what D2C is, it's, it means direct to consumer. So brands that are selling, you know, their e-commerce are selling direct to consumer, directly to the customer. Um, and, you know, I had the, you know, great, um, opportunity to build these brands from scratch. So, you know, I was there, you know, before brands launched or in the beginning of when a brand was in their infancy and really working alongside these founders to be like, what, you know, how does this brand expand, you know, from email to social media to our, you know, packaging, all these different um, things and, you know, working with vendors, sourcing materials, um, you know, art directing photo shoots, you know, just working with stylists. I, I really did a little bit of everything. Um, and so when it came to creating the curist, I, you know, I already had that skill set. So, you know, and it was like, you know, if I can do it for these big brands, why can't I do it for myself? Like, obviously, like the budget's not there to be as big, but like, there's definitely, you know, a, a minimum amount of things, you know, like MVP, we could say like minimum viable product, um, that I can create to really make this legit. Um, so I was able to strategize and conceptualize the brand myself. Um, so I didn't have to invest in any outside work except for small things like copywriting. Um, I worked with some copywriters to, um, you know, really nail down the product story and, and things like the about page. Um, and then I also worked with some developers to kind of, you know, customize my webpage. Um, you know, again, like coming from, I'm self-funded one woman owned business currently. And when you are working with such a tight budget, there are, you know, it's like, okay, yes, I'll use the Shopify template, but what are ways that I can customize it and really bring that brand to life? So no outside huge investment on branding besides those small things. Um, and then I designed everything from the bath bomb itself, the brand aesthetic, colors, logos, website, packaging, social media, and in my own photography. Um, so I had a really good understanding of like the minimum base level branding I could do to be perceived as a legitimate brand. That is so amazing, girl. And just like hearing that, I think it's so cool when you really see these brands who have been crafted like from start to where they are now by like one person. How amazing is that? Like, girl, you need to give yourself a pat <laughs> on the back. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, it, it's a team effort in the sense where I have like outsourced some things, but the majority of it has been me. And sometimes it is really tough to like acknowledge that, you know, cause I, 
I'm pretty modest in that. Um, and I'm usually like shying away from compliments, but, um, you know, taking a step back and kind of looking at where I've been the past few years, cause I had been working on this brand for like about two years, like on top of working full time, taking it slow, but little by little and kind of seeing where I've gotten to. And it's like, wow, like I'm shocked that I've, I've done all of this so far. So um, I, I kind of do have to take a step back and be like, that's pretty cool. A hundred percent girl. You totally deserve that because you are onto something pretty freaking amazing. And with that oh, being said, you're welcome. And with that being said, I wanted to actually ask you for those who are listening, who are building product-based businesses or really want to build a brand, what would be your top tips for doing that? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, start off as small as possible um, and save some money. So, you know, I kind of started with an investment of $5,000, uh, which, you know, can seem like a lot, um, you know, save up some money, you know, get some some cash flow in there before you kind of start um, you know, taking big leaps, but also starting small on your quantities. Like that was definitely, um, a big obstacle too. you know, there's, there's, you're going to find a lot of vendors that don't want to work with low quantities, but it's really the way to go because if you don't have a big budget, um, you really need to be able to kind of, you know, work small. So it's an obstacle to find vendors with low MOQs, but definitely highly recommend that. One of the mistakes that I made, um, was actually ordering packaging, um, like my shipping boxes, for example, like I was like, these need to be really cool. And when you open them, you know, it says adulting is hard, take a bath and it's like holographic. And, you know, that was like a big thing for me, but the minimum order quantity was 3000 boxes. So, you know, I still have many of those boxes sitting in my parents' basement. And so one of the things I would say is, you know, eventually we'll get through them. But at first, like if I were to do that differently, I would have worked with a, you know, a company that does lower minimum quantities and just iterated on the design, like as my budget builds up. So start smaller. And, you know, in one of the things too, that you could do that's pretty simple. It's not going to be like the most amazing branding, but I still think you can, you can make it impactful is ordering, um, USPS supplies for free on their website. So USPS has a lot of, um, free packing supplies that you can order from them. And, you know, maybe then you just like do a customized branded tape that goes around it. So there's definitely ways, um, around, you know, kind of starting small that you could definitely, uh, work around. It's definitely going to be challenging, but highly recommend that. I also recommend getting your banking in place, like, you know, making sure your, your books are in order. And for me, like I am not a math person at all by any means. Math is, was always the worst subject for me. And, and it's honestly something I don't want to like be spending my time on, right? Like I want to be growing and scaling this brand. So, you know, I work with a CPA that like does all that stuff for me and helps me like file my taxes quarterly and, and making sure everything's good, even though like I'm a small business, like all those things should be in order. Um, also another really important thing I recommend is getting insurance. So especially if you're a product-based business and someone you know, tries your product and, you know, what if they have an allergic reaction and things like that. So you want to make sure that you're set up um, in a way that you're going to be protected, uh, making sure you get your LLC um, so that, you know, no one can come after you personally and just the business. Um, those are the, the main things I recommend doing. 
And really importantly, the last thing I'm going to mention is really think about your brand um, before you put anything out there. Um, you know, think about things holistically, like how are you going to talk to your customer? Who's your customer first, right? Nailing down who that person is. How are you going to talk to them? How are you going to create a community online that they're going to want to be a part of? You know, it's more than just a product. It's kind of creating a lifestyle and a world that your customers will partake in. So it's everything from the way you know, you, you send out or speaking your emails, um, your customer service, your, um, the way your voice is on your website, um, the way I DM people, just everything about how you communicate with your audience is so important. And, um, you know, you really want to put your best, best foot forward, um, when you kind of come out to the public, um, and one of the things that I wish I did that I didn't do that I learned from Lindsay, who's the founder of Kira Moon Beauty, um, was starting the community before I launched. Like, highly recommend doing that. You know, create an Instagram, create a TikTok. Um, I think one of the things that has definitely changed since the pandemic is people wanting to support small businesses more than ever, especially, you know, women owned or uh, black owned businesses, people of color owned businesses. And because of that, people are really, really invested in behind the scenes and seeing how things come to life. Whereas I, I feel like, you know, before the pandemic, or maybe a little bit before that, it was like, if you created a brand, like you had to make it seem like it was a lot of people behind the scenes and you had a big team and you didn't want people to know that it was just you, you know, like there was just kind of this, like, um, not shame, but just kind of like this, like, well, if it's just one person, like you're not going to be perceived as like a legit brand. And I feel like through the pandemic, that's really changed a lot. And so people are really like, want to see how you're creating things and are really invested behind the scenes and they don't care that it's one person, you know? So I feel like if, if you have an idea and you're already working on stuff, create a TikTok, create an Instagram, start posting reels and showing what, what you're doing in the background and getting people involved. Because by the time you launch your business, you're already going to have people that are really interested in what you're doing that are going to want to support you. These are all such amazing tips, Jenna. Like I can't even right now. And we absolutely love Lindsay. We've had her on the podcast. I'm not sure if you know this, but we actually have had her on the podcast. She is, and you're right, like the behind the scenes, like we've had this conversation before, 100% is so important for like just getting people invested and building brand awareness, which is kind of what I wanted to ask you next, which is, do you have any tips for building brand awareness since you're a branding queen yourself? Yes. Um, so I will say, you know, with a small budget, I did try out ads for a bit. Uh, it's probably definitely too soon for that. Um, and didn't really see an ROI there. Um, so what I ended up doing instead was kind of looking at, okay, who's following me? Who's engaging with my content? And what are their audiences like? Um, are their audiences in, interested in the same stuff? Like, are they, would they be interested in our products? So um, one of the things I do every month is I curate a list of micro-influencers. So people 
usually under like 5,000 followers that have really high engagement. That's the key there. Um, it's not about the followers. It's about their engagement with their audience. Um, and I will just send them product and with no strings attached, like, Hey, like I'll reach out to them on, you know, DM them be like, Hey, like, you know, I'll introduce myself and be like, do you want to try some of our product? And usually they're like, well, what's the catch? And I'm like, no catch. You can do whatever you want. Just, you know, want to, want to spread it out there and if you like it and you want to talk about it go ahead um and so that's usually what it ends up turning out to is people receiving the product getting really excited about it and wanting to tell their audience about it um so that's been really huge in, in creating brand awareness um you know without a big budget um so i highly recommend doing that and um you know really getting kind of nitpicky with like you know, the strategy and like how to use hashtags and things like that. So I'll like watch like a lot of YouTube videos of like, you know, new things that are popping up about how to, you know, get more engagement and reels is one of them. Like as, as much as you can create a reel, create reels because the organic reach on them is huge. You'll get a lot of people looking at it um, that don't even follow you, which, you know, is really great for brand awareness. And, you know, they say that like the average amount of interaction someone has to have with your brand is like seven times before they're, you know, before they make a purchase. So if you think of it that way, you know, the more people that are seeing it and the more times they see it, and um, if it's a product that interests them, eventually, you know, they, they will convert. Um, and using a platform and using platforms that you wouldn't necessarily think to use. So for example, on LinkedIn, um, I will post, you know, like a reel that I made on Instagram or TikTok on LinkedIn. And the reach that it gets is also mind boggling. You know, like I'll post something and then it's like 1200 people saw it. And I'm like, how did 1200 people see this on LinkedIn? You know, um, so definitely using, you know, social media to your advantage and talking to people, engaging with people. Um, you know, I, prior to creating this brand, like I wasn't very much someone to like be on social media and like making friends. And, um, it's actually turned into that. Like I have a community of, of like evangelists on social media that really love what I'm doing and they support me and they, you know, they're always commenting and like telling me what they like about the product or giving me feedback on stuff. And, you know, um, and I see some of their personal life because I follow them on Instagram. And, you know, I, I find that I have like so many more things in common with them, whether it's like music or, you know, a hobby or a TV show that they're watching. And it's really cool to like, you know, build this community and make friends with people in a way that I never expected. So definitely like just engaging with the people that care about your content and, um, and finding new people too, like going out there doing some research and, you know, coming across like different, um, people on Instagram that, you know, have similar interests and just reaching out and saying hi and introducing yourself. So definitely, you know, it takes some time, but putting yourself out there will is, is definitely huge for brand awareness when you're on a small budget. I love that. That is first of all, so many juicy tips. And I feel <laughs> like there's, a hundred percent something to be said about like being social on social media and build relationships. And I think sometimes that we forget to do that and we think, you know, oh, we're, we have a product, like who wants to hear from like the owner? You're right. We do think of those things, but at the end of the day, it's the brands that I see that have been able to like really build like a super loyal following who is ready and willing to support them as soon as they launch something new. Yep. It normally is because they themselves as a brand owner are such an active part 
of, you know, their social media presence and people feel like they know them and want to support them. So I feel like all of these tips were so amazing. I do have one last question for you and it's, what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? Yes. I'm so glad you asked. Um, One of my favorite artists is Casey Musgraves and she has a song that says, follow your arrow wherever it points. Um, So simple yet so important. You know, you're the only you, you're uniquely you and you, you're the only person that has the same, you know, has those thoughts and feelings and ideas that you have. And so you're the only one that can do things your way, celebrate your strengths and follow your desires. And that's to me, the only way to live. I love that one. I've never heard it before. And I feel like now it's a hundred percent going to have to get added to our like (laughs) girl boss quote wall. So thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. This has been such a juicy episode, Jenna. Thank you so much for being on here with us. Please let us know how we can stay connected with you and what exciting things are coming up for the curist. Yes. Um, Well, you guys can follow me at shop the curist on Instagram, which is shop. And then the curist is spelled T-H-E-C-U-R-E-I-S-T. We're the curist on TikTok. Um, And we have some fun stuff coming down the pipeline. So like I mentioned in the beginning, we create effective products that nurture your self-care routines. So we will be stepping outside of bath bombs and we'll be releasing something new this month um, of July. Um, And I will say it here. uh, We are releasing um, soy and coconut blended candles that are really like interesting scents, um, that I'm so excited to add to the line. Um, and we will be coming out with other products later this year towards the fall and winter that are more related to self-care and not just taking baths. So definitely follow us and stay tuned to see what we come up with. I love that. That is so exciting. Now, not only can you get your bath bombs, but also the candles I was talking about, because that's a whole mood. (laughs) Yes, it is. Thank you so much for being here, Jenna. We appreciate you so much. Make sure you go ahead, follow, connect with Jenna, show her all of the social babes. We're going to link all of her information in the show notes below and where you can find all of the products that The Curious has to offer. We hope that you all enjoyed this episode. And remember that you are beautiful, confident, capable, and worthy of whatever your heart desires. We love you, social babes. And until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.